Why don't you join us? In your own private paradise. The spores have made it that. Where did they originate? It's impossible to say. They drifted through space until they finally landed here. You see, they actually thrive on Berthold rays. The plants act as a repository for thousands of microscopic spores until they find a human body to inhabit. In return, they give you complete health and peace of mind. That's paradise. We have no need or want, Captain. It's a true Eden, Jim. There's belonging and love. No wants, no needs. We weren't meant for that, none of us. Man stagnates if he has no ambition, no desire to be more than he is. We have what we need. Except a challenge. You don't understand, Jim. But you'll come around sooner or later. Join us. Please. I'm going back to the ship. Now, whom pods destroy. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Whom Pods Destroy. And this is our first episode of the new year, 2023. Last time we left you was just before Christmas, and we finished on our triples episode, which we had a good laugh. I should introduce my companions here, Terry DeFellon. Hello. And Graham Sibley. Hello. I'm Derek Mantle, and I'm doing a podcast. Uh, this week we're talking about episode from the first series. Um, I believe this is 25. Star Trek has become fairly established in its slot at that time, but obviously there are issues going on with uh, trying to save money. And I think that probably this is an episode that actually shows you that they were definitely trying to save money because it's not a bottle episode, but it's an episode that doesn't have many special effects in at least, you know. Uh, and I, I, I'm not too sure where it was filmed, but it looks like it was on someone's backyard. <laughs> it was actually filmed at the at the Walt Disney uh, ranch. Oh, really? Yeah, so, and it's been used in pretty much everything. Uh, and and actually and has been reused again in, in Star Trek um, up to... Yeah, it was used in Next Gen and it was used in DS9. Um, so yeah, it's been, and it's probably still being used now. It's probably still being used now. Yeah. So it's a sort of like a greener version of Vasquez Rocks. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Silicon Avatar, I think, is one episode that, that they. That oh, is it really? Used. And I think in some of the more sort of wilder parts, were used in Darmok as well. Ooh, exciting! I'm wondering whether or not it was also used in um, Shore Leave, but probably not. I don't know, but yeah. it was. It was. It was used in Emissary in the holodeck scenes in there. Wow. Oh, that's cool. That's nice. I'm quite... Oh, yes. I don't know why it's nice. It just feels nice. <laughs> well, I'm quite, I'm quite impressed that we've gone straight into a deep dive. <laughs> just on the location. Just on the location, <laughs> you know. Um, anyway, we're going back to the, the episode in hand, is This Side of Paradise, which is interesting because we've just done uh, our last two episodes. Where we did uh, Return of the Archons and the Tribbles episode. But this is going back to... Another cult episode, you know, where, um, you know, the crew of the Enterprise, or actually, I think that actually Kirk is the one who's actually going on a, a one man crusade, actually, to, you know, to, to destroy this cult. You know, that's the way he's, and to, to put forward his Calvinistic, you know, work positive attitude, 
you know. Um, and he comes out with, uh, later on, he comes out with a, a, a very long speech about striving again. You know, mm-hmm. um, as as Terry, you like you you like his speeches on striving, don't you? Well, I do and I don't. I, I mean, I mean, I, 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 I admire the craft behind them, but but I'm increasingly, as I've got older, increasingly appalled at the, at the position that Kirk takes in in this episode. I got my head uh, turned upside down on this episode when I listened to another a different podcast a long time ago. It's still running now, actually. It's a podcast called Mission Log, and it's possible that a number of our listeners are aware of Mission Log because it's quite a popular Star Trek podcast. And the co-host at the time, a chap called Ken Ray, completely turned it round on me. And, and I had always laboured on the assumption that, yes, Kirk is right. You know, we're not, we're not supposed to sort of like, you know, just sort of like exist and, you know, we all, we stagnate, we waste away, you know, and all of it. And, and he, he said, these people were happy, they were nourished, they had complete contentment. And it's like, well, where on earth? I mean, like, this is where you can be as good as it possibly gets. Why are you trying to ruin it? And he got a huge backlash from the from his listeners, and it went on for months. People where they would have guests on who would berate him for his wrongness, for the wrongness of his opinions. And the more they berated him, the more I agreed with him. And I and I, and I listened. Um, I mean, I, in fairness, I'm quite easily led on, on with convincing arguments. But I, when I watched this again quite recently. I was listening to just what Kirk was saying and I was just appalled. I was just appalled at the language. I just felt, you know, this is... I'm not suggesting that life on Omicron Seti 3 under the spores is actually paradise. But what Kirk is arguing for is suffering, you know, is toil. And, I mean, that's not necessarily for everyone and, and it has its consequences in society. And Star Trek's Federation sort of utopian idea an ideal hadn't been formed when this episode was made you know we didn't know people who were watching Star Trek didn't know that they lived in a in a in a scarce post-scarcity economy and in a, in a in a kind of utopian sort of like socialistic world um that came later has come that comes later in Star Trek um and so yes yeah, so the messages on this film are utterly appalling in my opinion well I, I will concur there I'm just going to interject interject one little thing here is the orders for the Enterprise later on is actually to get everyone, but from Starfleet, is to to evacuate everyone. Yeah. Against their will. Against, you know... Yeah, force relocation. Force relocation. Yeah. So it seems <laughs> that actually Starfleet is actually quite authoritarian. Anyway. Completely, yes. Completely arbitrary, totally arbitrary. They, I mean, they, they, they preach a certain type of ethics about equality and about leaving no one behind, but they act often in a completely arbitrary, arbitrary way. I mean, that... You go forward all the way forward to Star Trek um, Insurrection, and and that is explored actually, and it's explored very very well about forced relocation of the Baku and all of that stuff. That's quite, that's really really interesting. One of the reasons why that film is quite an interesting film, even though it's not an actually good film. Um, but but yes, yeah, this is this this is the sort of like one of the earlier sort of like ideas about contradicting what Star Trek and what the Federation and what the ideals of Star Trek is supposed to be. Um, and it's it's surprising how much it still resonates, but it speaks. There's a there's a whole thing about uh, the U.S. sort of like political philosophy on, and their notions of freedom, but then how that squares against sort of like ideological battles against communism and against socialism and their ideas of freedom. And it's and it's it's not saying anything particularly profound this side of paradise, but it reflects. 
that ideology and that mixture of ideologies um, at, at a certain time and a certain place in our history and in US history. It's very interesting. Yeah, and if you look at the title of it, This Side of Paradise, you could argue that, that, that the episode itself sits on the wrong side of how thoughts changed during the 60s. You know, this is right at the start of the Vietnam War. So the, the anti-war movement hasn't really picked on a pace yet. It hasn't really garnered wide-scale acceptance yet. And it's actually seen as something that is sort of anti-establishment and, and generally, in inverted commas, bad. So you've got that. And so this episode, perhaps in its, in, in its forthrightness of, of opinions, sits on the wrong side of history, as far as we look back at the Star Trek fans looking back at it. Um, but there is... There is um, more to the to the title as well because the 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 title this side of paradise comes from a line uh, Rupert Brooke, the 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 war poet the, the the poet who died during the First World War. It was taken as well by F. Scott Fitzgerald as the title for his book uh, called This Side of Paradise, and F. Scott Fitzgerald you might be familiar with The Great Gatsby. This was his first novel. And it's pretty much the same sort of themes. And the theme that he has there is it's more simplistic than, than, than political senses of freedom. It, this is more about growing up and about the tensions between generations. So it, uh, F. Scott Fitzgerald's book was about, was set in the beginning of the Jazz Age. So it was the young people then who were adolescents during the First World War were basically just having a high old time, whereas people in Fitzgerald's era who had been to war, who had, like Brooke, been killed in the war, and, and so they, so he was like the survivor, the, 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 and, and yet he's in this world of people that just don't give a, give, give a crap about anything. Um, he's quite sympathetic towards that, and he has his own sort of middle, sort of muddled view of, of socialism, perhaps the more sort of idealistic rather than ideological. Um, and then, and and so that's uh, part of American thinking in the 1920s when ideas of socialism were a bit more accepted. Where you get to the mm -hmm. 60s, and then and then they're, they're not; they're, yeah. they're completely out. But do you think, in that case, then also there's a parallel to be drawn with the 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 crew and the and the inhabitants, the colonists? who uh, are under the influence of the spores and the parallel being that they are the younger generation, yeah, they somewhat are. feckless. Yeah, oh, yeah, definitely. And Kirk represents is... the wartime generation who's saying, you guys, you know, yeah. you haven't got a clue. No, you know, exactly, it's yeah. exactly that. He's, he's, he's the Herbert in, in, yeah, in this episode. Yeah, because yeah. I, was, I was watching it thinking Herbert, Herbert, yeah. Herbert a lot yeah. Yeah, during that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and, 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 and it, it, it totally is. And, you, and you're going to see Herbert Kirk. Oh, my God, yeah. <laughs> Come back. Well, yes, yeah. see our episode on Way to Eden listeners and... and, and, and <laughs> And then watch watch way to Eden and, and prepare to have your mind blown <laughs> by its hidden depths. <laughs> well, this is this another Fontana episode. Another you see. Fontana episode. So, but yeah. she did rewrite this radically. Did she from the original the original idea? Well, the original episode was called "The Way of the Spores." I think it that's was. right. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yes, and and they were intelligent as well. The a spores. hive mind. It was a hive mind Ooh, thing. Exciting. So yeah, yeah, so a lot more interesting with the, with the, way, the way and. There are some things in this episode that, in in the in the big arc of of, of Star Trek, you, you think, well, you you really just you made a misstep there because people are going to say, well, why isn't this happening? Why why do you go to this planet where you can take someone 
and they will be restored. They like missing Literally put back together again. Missing parts of their bodies will regenerate. Maybe, maybe the whole of the whole episode, maybe the whole um, uh, deal was from Starfleet. Big farmer. I was just going to say that. Big, big farmer. farmer was behind it all, <laughs> saying we can't have this. This basically like re re removes everything. So Sorry, big... you are not listening to a QAnon podcast. <laughs> so Big Farmer says, no, sod this. Somebody needs to write a, 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 a Section 31 um, original novel on this, and like how it was blocked by Section 31, because, yeah, it goes because it completely undermines... And, and if you don't think that, that that's real, how do, they, how do they cure it? What do they do? They use the 5G in their communicators to send everyone crazy. <laughs> Oh no! So, <laughs> so it is remarkably prescient. Then, side of paradise. I had that, that passed me by, but yeah. Oh my lord! I'm uh, I'm I'm shocked. I'm shocked to hear all of those things. <laughs> I mean, why didn't they? Um, why didn't they just send a big science team out there and say, right, just grab those spores and say, right, we pull those things apart, uh, trying well, to figure out what? It's the construction of the episode. Remember? Yeah. Well, I know why, but, I mean, but I'm, I'm not expecting an answer. Yeah, but, yeah okay. It's, it's Star Trek, for God's sake. But, you know, but you remember the, 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 the beginning, the, you know, uh, the prologue, obviously. You know, your surprise is, is that, you know, they get to this place where they expect everyone to be dead. And then the surprise is everyone's alive! You know, oh, oh, are we <laughs> sure he's not dead? <laughs> uh, well, yes, I was saying, are they, gonna, are they zombies? I mean, I was, I was saying, yeah, but that was quite good because uh, uh, we've seen some crazy shit so far. You know, yeah, we know you're live sure. people. <laughs> like, we're people who Jesulu who genuinely is not prepared to believe his own eyes. It's like we're just quite. Yeah, but he's he's a bit feckless because again, this is another episode where he gets turned. Straight away. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> be, we can't be. We'd be wrong. But then, but then again, remember, the spores do affect people like they're all high as well. So maybe there is a reason why. I mean, are they high, though? I mean, like, because they function. They work. They work. I mean, no, yeah, there is the, the, uh, the happiness pill line. Yeah, in, yeah they use that is... happiness pill. And, and, so, and they do, there is, a, there is a, obviously a behavioural shift that we see, and it's pronounced in Spock. And we, we, we're, we're, we're educated as to the wrongness of the spores through, through Spock's behavioural change, because and it makes him lenses. behave in a way. But it's interesting, because Spock's... There's there's a bit of plurality within the script as well, and and the conversation with Sandoval, Spock, and Kirk, um, where Kirk delivers one of his one of his speeches there, and and Spock's argument where he did it's a true Eden, Jim. I mean, it's very heartfelt, beautifully delivered. I mean, Leonard Nimoy is like really showing just how good an actor he is, and it, and it's and it's compelling, and is and it's encouraged. I think it's encouraging the audience to buy in to it, but it's shut down pretty quickly by Kirk. <laughs> um, but I mean, it is Herbert. it allows a degree of plurality within within that that the script, which yeah. is to I think is the skill of of of, of Dorothy Fontana. Yeah, and definitely because I think that she she's the one who interjected the uh, the, the romance between Spock and um, Layla. Is it Layla? Layla. Mm. I don't know if the original script was going to be. Was there actually a. a yeah, it was a, Sulu. It was Sulu. And, Sulu and Layla. Ah, so he must have been peeved off. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, again, Sulu. Yeah. You know, but it definitely that, that was the right decision because you've, yeah. you've also created um, more of uh, Vulcan Law as well, you know, or, or Spock's Law because of the, the case of like up to then, 
a lot of people still thought or he was portrayed as being someone who didn't have emotions. And this mm. one, where you have the emotions come straight to the fore. Mm-hmm. And also in that really good bit where he is turned, where he is struggling and in pain, while Layla, who had already been turned, didn't have that issue at mm. all. And so she was actually quite disturbed that he was actually yeah. in pain. And I think that that was a really good... Mm. I think that's that's what I'm trying to say. I mean, the, 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 the colonists have agency. Mm-hmm. You know, they're, they're not controlled by these things. They're, they're being restored... And they're being, and their mental health is being restored as well as yeah. their physical health, and that is the argument that you could you can make in in for the. But yes, it is so. It's so such an anathema to our to our current state of existence, where physical health and mental poor health are everyday things that it looks alien and otherworldly and wrong. <laughs> but it, but in fact, it's it's not. It's actually an a, an achievable. It's it's an, a state of being that we should be striving for as a civilization but but we don't <laughs> we strive for the complete opposite of that and that's that's the that's what i can't get past with this with this episode and why i find it such an interesting story it's also a clear anti-communist message i mean you know the idea of a kind of collective and all of that stuff yeah. is sort of like it's all it's all got this kind of communy feel communist feel i think and it's easy for contemporary audience oh, so this is terrible this is you know this is but actually i, I mean it, the, what they're trying to argue for I think is is kind of right, uh, mm. uh, but it's just so alien and unusual to us that it feels wrong, and it, and it ought not to be. There is the, the 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 kind of undercurrent there, I suppose. The what's going on in China around the same sort of time, where you've got Sandoval coming up to the doctor and saying, "Right, you're no longer a doctor; you're a farmhand now." Mm. Uh, um, yes. Yeah, yeah, out, um, yeah. yeah, jobs so, that you, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely, and I mean, and which goes against the grain, and and yeah, yeah and that is that is not freedom. No, that is not repurposing people to to, mm. to do something that against their will is not freedom. And, yeah, and that that is wrong. Yeah, even though he's under the influence of the spores. Yeah, McCoy turns against that. Yeah, but then, but then by but that, then, point, by yeah, that the time, 5G the, five, the five G's on, isn't it? You see. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> I would have thought maybe he would have, t- t- you know, because he was enjoying his mint t- uh, tulip. Not julep, ju- yeah. julep, yeah. all the way through it, yeah, and and he also got even more southern, yeah, yeah. As the, <laughs> the southern, yeah, the McCoy southern thing was a strange one, but no, I, but maybe know. that's the sort of thing when you, if you're a professional and you're work, in your work environment as yes. McCoy is, mm. maybe he puts on the professional voice, mm. his telephone voice, his yeah. doctor voice, and then when he's relaxed, he starts going into his southern drawl, mm. you know, oh, and, the, and again going back to the to the taking regressing. The people back to, mm. to a youthful state, yes, yes, isn't it? So maybe yeah. that's a happier that's, time. That's yeah. the voice of, of him growing up, rather yeah. than mm. the voice of him as an adult. Yeah, yeah. Mm. It also reminded me of when there was the queue for the transporter room, when you had, you know, Kurt goes up to Eddie Paskey, Eddie Paskey, Eddie Paskey. Yeah, you had the sort of cool, cool daddyo type vibe that was coming from Eddie Paskey. Yeah, <laughs> you know, at the time, yeah. and then you had the Herbert vibe coming from Kurt. Yeah. But what it also <laughs> he reminds me queuing. Yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> well, they were all yeah, they were queuing. They were actually perfectly. It's nice to know. <laughs> you see, this is my point. Even even in this sort of like totally alien, you know, utopian world, they they're still capable of queuing. Yeah, yeah. No, no, there is order. I think I think that's another dig at socialism. That's what they think communism is all about. Uh, it's, all it's all about queuing. queuing for your stuff. Yeah, yeah but, true, true, but, true. But the UK isn't communist. And, we've, and, we've we've, and so do the Americans. The, the Americans love nothing more than a good line. 
and, and, and uh, the British like nothing more than a good queue. So yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. But, but the point I'm going to make is that it also reminded me of um, uh, uh, Mutiny on the Bounty, <laughs> with the case of the captain being deserted by his crew. Mm. And what is he now? Mm. You know, I mean. Also, I thought that Kirk, the spores affected the two people who was he with McCoy and yeah. You know, I thought maybe he would have got a bit of it at the time because he hey, was Kirk. right. Yeah, because yeah. he was right behind, but he didn't get it forward. Well, it was Sulu and the the, Sulu, uh, the, yeah, the supernumerative yeah. who maybe but, got a couple. But of Kirk lines. was there when that happened. Yeah, and I expected him to to be affected. Mm. I don't think that was very well directed that scene. No, 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 no he um, should have been a, a step further back should, yeah. but because he's the star of the but, show. Yeah, he wanted he? a bit more screen presence. Yeah. So. But also I thought that maybe it, it, it sort of uh, showed how special Kirk was. Oh, so you think maybe that's what it was, is that yeah. he's got a, a, a resistance to it. Yeah, because he's in, Which, so in love with his with, yeah, job with his but also <laughs> and his ship as well. Yes. Yeah. You know. But may, may, yeah, maybe that's it because because Everyone is subordinate to him. He's yeah. not subordinate to anyone. Mm. True. Yes. So he hasn't. He 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 doesn't have to give up that. He doesn't. So yeah. He's the overseer. Yeah. And the taskmaster and the, yeah. and the foreman. Yeah. yeah. So he he has more to. He has more stake mm. in the current world, and so therefore it's harder for the the spores effect. Yeah. Isn't as effective on him as it is on others. And maybe Sandoval was. A more even-handed, yeah, more, more even-handed boss, communal uh, leader, yeah. rather than a. Than they were a they were totally up for it because they'd yeah. gone there to create a whole new world, yeah. uh, and probably one with with a, a probably a utopia. They'd gone there to create a paradise, yeah, and then the spores come along and gave them that paradise in a way that they couldn't possibly imagine. So they've they've got total buy-in. Yeah, and then paradise, gave them paradise gave them health. You know, these these have obviously got to be got to be stamped out. Yes, yeah, yeah, and, no, and no nasty yeah. insects. <laughs> No, no, there. yeah, no. I mean, uh, I, I mean, Spock says a true Eden, yeah. and and it's it's tragic. <laughs> it's yeah. utterly tragic what happens to it. <laughs> I'm sorry, but it is. But I mean, I, I like. It's a good. It's a good examination of Kirk's relationship with the with the Enterprise, which is a theme that goes, you know, all the way through to almost his last appearance on Star Trek. It's it's a. Uh, you know, it, it, and 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 the you feel tremendous sadness for Kirk as he's standing on the on the bridge, mm -hmm. and and he and Shatner's doing, and just he, he imbues profound sympathy out of out of you. And I do feel tremendous sympathy for for what he's going through the the loss of authority, the loss of identity, mm. you know, the complete loss of purpose in his life, um, all undermined just because of of a, of a bunch of plants. Because he does shirk off the influence himself, yeah, all by himself. He does. He doesn't need any help from anyone else cool. as well, you know. So that sort of show, sort of puts him up in there that he is superior. Well, it than, just shows you know. his, his his baseline of anger. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that. So he could yeah. be a he Captain Bly. Permanently angry. So it might not be anger, but it could be anxiety. He could be. I mean, well, he has a huge responsibility, uh, doesn't uh, he? Obviously, so yeah. The, the the spores are 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 very very susceptible to adrenaline, aren't they? Yeah. So, yeah. so if he's high on adrenaline, all yeah, the all time, the time, then then, then yeah, yeah, because yeah, yeah. he's never he you can't think if you think about it in the real world. If you're the master of a of a ship, mm. you know you're probably even when you're off duty, you're, you're never you're never off duty, are you? Because you're you're the ultimately you're responsible for the decisions and for responsible for the lives of the people on there. And you, you're out at sea, yeah. even if you're on a big ass ship. You know the sea takes people 
mm. effortlessly when it wants to. Even the biggest ships. No. It's, a, it's an inherently dangerous place. <laughs> and so, yeah. So, so, yeah. So I do feel as if I should, you know. Anyway. And so, the, so to have and live that baseline of pressure must, must have a constant state of anxiety and concern and, and alertness. And yeah, so that would make you, I don't know if the script conveys that. No, you have to, you, you do have to project that. I think that you onto have it. to, yeah, 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 I think yeah. You have there's to a lot of stuff you have to, yeah, you have to yeah. do that. But that's, that's what you have well, to that's do. That's what we're doing. With, to with, with a 45 minute episode anyway. Yes. Isn't it really? yeah, so. cool. I totally, mean, yeah. as a script, it gives you a lot of room to project a lot of things anyway. Mm. So all over. I mean, uh, the, the, the case of uh, Spot, you yeah. know, and the romance. I mean, mm. that's, that's, you, you can take that out of the actual episode anyway and just mm. look at the beauty of that how that is yeah is, is, is well where and that that's works. the whole point of the episode the whole point of the episode is to is to have Kurt, uh, Spock showing emotion falling in love doing all the things that Spock doesn't mm. normally do and that's that's and you just basically you, you you generate an episode around it and what and the situations you have to mm. sort of it's another chapter. It's another chapter in the in the long in the long um, storyline that is the romance between Dorothy Fontana and Spock. Yes, yeah, there is Dorothy that. Dorothy clearly adores Spock. Yeah, yeah, um, and, and, and can't stop telling stories about. Yeah, him. he's got a thing for 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 blondes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yes, there's nothing worse than unrequited love, and, <laughs> and you're seeing it right there. And it's uh, because yes, she does. She I mean, even after she we, 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 she only wrote one original novel, but it was all about Spock. I mean, yeah. Yeah, she's. And, and Enterprise Instant and, and Yesterday's Yesteryear, sorry, oh, Yesteryear, the animated mm. episode. Yeah, she's uh, she's definitely got a thing for Spock, and but and and it is nice to have that world building thing. It fleshes out the Vulcans yeah. more, gives us more to know about the Vulcans mm. in a completely different setting, not on Vulcan and all of that. And it's really, it's, it's, it's in that respect, it's brilliant. I think it would have benefited more um, if there had been a rival lover, if there had been a triangle, uh-huh. if there had been an extra character. Yeah. Well, there already on, was the settlers. Kirk. I mean, Kirk is the right. I mean, lover. between Layla. Oh, sorry, Layla. Yeah. Oh, yes, it would. Yeah. Layla, um, Spock, and and one other. If yeah, there'd been so, an yeah, additional character, because yeah. it would have been interesting to see how the spores would have. Yeah. Seen seen that through some actual tension and conflict within there, but yeah, as you say, forty five minutes. Yeah, you know. I suppose you get that in a mock time, don't you? You do. But I think with the spores, it would have been interesting. What were you yeah. going to suggest? Well, I was just going to suggest that, that sort of this is also, the, you know, uh, another um, piece of the uh, slash fiction as well. <laughs> well, you know, there is, if you watch this and think of Kirk and Spock as lovers, and yeah. then when he first sees him like hanging from a tree, and like you know, he's actually <laughs> yeah, of course. So yeah, that, I suppose that is the triangle, isn't it? Really, yeah. actually thinking about it. Yeah, and of course you're right. Jay. What are you doing with my man? Yeah, what are you doing with my man? Who is you bitch. <laughs> 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 yeah. You know, well, I mean, it gets to the point where Kirk has, works out that the only way to get Spock out of this, you know, mesmer at the moment is to get him aroused. Get him aroused. <laughs> you know, yeah. I mean, you know. So, yeah. so when he's holding that big club in his hand. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he's standing, you know, standing there, whacking the club against his, his open palm. Come on, big boy. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, it, it is. It, 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 there is a certain ritual about ritualness about that fight, isn't there? Mm-hmm. Feels feels familiar. Feels like they've done it before. <laughs> and you didn't see the cigarette at the end, <laughs> because and of course these are obviously not themes that are going to things are going to get explored in the episode, are they? But they're lovely to pick apart. But the, because the the chemistry between Shatner and Limoy 
I mean, he's legendary, isn't it? One of yeah. the reasons why the show works and 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 endures is is that the is the chemistry that those two actors have and those two characters have, and and so of course it's very easy to you know imbue yeah. characteristics on the relationships that were never intended no. by the writers or by the actors. But nevertheless, again, there's you know we we, we often point out that that's 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 the well, essence of great art, isn't it? It's, yeah. it's I mean, there's also a love affair with in this episode at least with uh, you know Leonard Nimoy and the camera. Because he gives some lovely expressions in this, mm. you know, uh, and there's a lot of subtlety as well. Yeah, I mean, the, when he's when he's changed his performance, when he's changed, mm. I mean, he's just sublime. He's you just know. also there is from Jill Island. <laughs> she's actually, I think, she was the perfect fall for him. She, she was, and I think I think situations actually improved it as well because she was she was actually quite ill when she made the. Uh, this oh, really? episode, she actually missed out a whole day of of shooting. Uh, they they thought she had measles at one point, um, but uh, she got the all clear, and it was it was it was a, a touch of flu. Um, uh, so so she's actually quite ill when she's doing this, uh, and I think that's probably a lot of the other reasons mm-hmm. why there's some soft focus used in there as well. <laughs> um, but I think it really helps in that because I think she she she's in pain when she's actually in that scene in those scenes with with Spock. Yeah. And the emotion comes out of it. And I think it's probably quite easy for emotions to come out when you're not feeling very well. Mm. And that, I think that really helps. That, that final music. scene between them yeah. is just heartbreaking. Oh, it's brilliant. It's just it's, brilliant. It's, yeah. so it is well one, of, one of the best. In and there. it's so sad. Yeah. It's so sad. Because, I mean, and we get Spock's the last line of the, of the episode is it was the first time in yeah. my life I was happy. And you just think, oh, yeah. this is just awful. What have you done to this man? This yeah. is just, what have you taken away from him? It's just... It's just cruel. It's just cruel. I mean, I'd have been Spock. I'd have left Starfleet, yeah. gone back to Vulcan, and said, "This is bullshit, man." Yeah, yeah. But no, he can't because he can't stay away from his bow. Yeah, well, yeah, but yeah, but yeah. It all goes horribly wrong yeah, when he does go back back to Vulcan and tries to find himself, doesn't he? Yes, it's so, true. Yeah. yeah, so he, he should have. Yeah, well, you know, never going to get away from it, is he? Never going to get away from that man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, to sum this up, really, this this is an interesting episode with lots of depth. I mean, we are putting a lot of our own, you know, as uh, it's colour onto it and our own sort of like experience and stuff like that. But I came to this episode thinking, well, it's it's all right, and I've come out of it after watching the whole thing and actually seeing that it's actually sort of extremely well constructed and extremely well acted episode. Yes. Yeah. And makes more sense than a lot of episodes. You know, of later series, it's a consistent anyway. narrative. Isn't yeah, it? yeah, yeah. It work. It works very, very well. With it, it, it's weird because there are some aspects of this story that think, well, this is actually probably more useful for a story in an anthology series or something like that, rather than than, than, than an, uh, an ongoing saga. Yes. Um, but then you also need to have knowledge of the characters and 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 where they're coming from where what their their journey is so it's a it's a bit of a mishmash of the two i think yeah and, and i think it works well i think it does work well i think we can pick apart things about it and say well they wouldn't do it this way now um but that's that's one of the beauty of having a, a program that's over 50 years old mm. is the, the fact that, that it does evolve and it does evolve with our sensibilities and at the time there were probably would have been people who would have been turned off by the whole concept of, of it but the majority of people wouldn't have been they would have been quite supportive or it might have found that it was you know, quite normal for what, what, what Kirk did 
Um, yes. No. I mean, I mean, I think that the the the, the narrative of the episode is is that Kirk is right. Yes. Yeah. As I think there's some scope for for alternative viewpoints, but that Kirk's position is the correct one to take. Um, but yes, I mean, it is. It's 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 very well constructed. It's telling you a lot about its time and about the attitudes and about the struggles and political struggles, social struggles that are taking place. Mm. Telling you all of those things without necessarily intending to, but it is. It's a it's it's this really well defined product of its time. And yes, the fact that we can still watch it and it can still hold up after all these years for a piece of television designed to sell airtime to advertisers, it's an extraordinary achievement. <laughs> yeah. Jerry Saul was so annoyed with the rewrite rights that he took his name off it. Right. Um, because it, I mean, it is very, very much completely rewritten from the original story. Right. So, but I wonder if if there was something in the sentiment as well Perhaps. that was there that he didn't quite he like. He didn't about like. It. Interesting. Well, yeah. having uh, a, a you know a woman, you know, sort of like because she after this DC Fontana became she became the one of the main editors. Didn't she, she did. She yeah. did. Yeah. You know, I mean, this was the this was the the job that pushed her into yeah. becoming having that role so things obviously you know maybe in the office were a bit yeah. maybe but she's also know. rewriting City on the Edge of Forever <clears throat> at this point as well I should think oh, around yeah. this time yeah, I would yeah, imagine yeah, yeah, yeah. because that's only a few episodes down the track so so she's probably doing so yeah by this point she's sort of yeah establishing yeah establishing herself quite quite well more power to her I, th- yeah. I think that it is disappointing from a, if to broaden things out slightly, I mean, as an, again, as the episode is a complete story in itself, it's fantastic. Yeah. And actually, I, I do feel that if you'd never seen an episode of Starship before, that the it, the the work that's put in, certainly by Nimoy, yeah. to reinforce his character, sure, sure, yeah. is sufficient mm. for someone who's never seen it before no, no, to, sure. to to know and and be affected by the by the change. But it, it helps if you know the character yeah. even more so. But I think I think it's the the, the spores. I think was it from a storytelling and a universe building point of view is a bit of a loss because they are clearly quite intriguing creatures yeah. and worth and worth more exploration. Uh, and I wonder whether or not perhaps in future Star Trek that people might be brave enough to take that on mm. um, and and have another look at that. But uh, but yeah yeah yeah. yeah. As, as well, their 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 appearance that like. Like the yeah, Triffids almost, isn't it? Well, yeah. the John Wyndham part. Yeah. Very, very yeah. Wyndham-esque, totally. Yeah. Yeah. And they were sp- they were genuinely spooky. And it's nice, they lifted a little bit of Alexander Courage's soundtrack from the score from The Cage and and, and, and dropped that in every mm. time they appeared. Just yeah. to get, so they had their own theme tune. Yeah. And it was really nice. Because it, it looks like, I mean, you get this, that they're actually moving around. And they were like, intelligent, yeah. weren't they? They were yeah. moving, because of one shot on the barn, on one shot. Yeah. You know they're facing outwards, and then yeah. Sulu. Then there's they, they cut to the guy who's looking at the bar, and they cut back to Sulu, and they've turned around, yeah. and they're looking at him. And it's not a continuity error. No. The problem is, is that there is a continuity error later in the episode on the bridge, where they film a bridge scene, and the spores are supposed to be by by Sulu's helm station, and they're not there. And right. then they come back again in another cut. So that's but so they can move. So they can move, and then they can disappear, <laughs> and then reappear. Well, they have their own transporter, probably. Well, they say because they said they travelled through space, and so, so they're, they're capable. So these are obviously hangovers from the original yeah. script. Is that, that so? The suggesting you know sentience and the ability mm. to, to to travel and, and to move around. Yeah. So yeah. I'd love to be able to to re mm. to, to it'd be great if someone could to, could do a sequel. I think of some description to this side of paradise. There's, there's plenty yeah. to be to get stuck into there because that was the Wyndham bit that got me because I mean that you know obviously with the Midwich Cuckoos it has that idea about the the, the entity and it was like a spore that travels yeah. through you know from planet to planet that infects the women 
who give birth to the to the children. It was very similar to that, and obviously the Triffids as well. Mm. You know, mm. so you know uh, it, it, it had that sort of feel to it. But I don't know if because you had the idea the original script had the hive mind stuff, which is again is similar to the Midwich Cuckoos. Mm. Um, if that was a trope within sort of the golden age of science fiction, yeah, I feel, yeah, you know, I, it feels like I think that 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 what that stuff and like the stuff that Wyndham was doing, I think is t- is building into a broad. There's a there's other stories similar to that that are going around. Yeah. It feels very pulpy. Yeah, in, I mean, in I, I would imagine if anyone did go back to this, it would turn into some kind of like bucolic Borg, wouldn't it? Really, like, well, <laughs> basically hive mind on the farm. That would be very very cool. So they, like, they I'd simulated like to see everyone. That. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. I'd like to. I'd, like, I'd definitely be like to see that. So, chaps. I think probably we've ended up we've on the, the shit out we've not the shit out of that one. yes <laughs> indeed you know, yeah. Yeah, there are spores all over the place Sp- now. <laughs> spores everywhere yeah. you know yeah. and we didn't make any ejaculation jokes either no we didn't you know. until now and until now <laughs> um, but uh, yes that was a very good episode and you know uh, I haven't got anything else more to say have you got anything no, uh, no, and, no. no but thank you dear listener for uh, listening in on our conversation because you're there to make us do this podcast, you know. So there is there is, is an true? interaction between that. Is that true? I, I, I think so. Maybe. Well, yeah. But, di- but no, we, we we have to strive though. We have to push. We strive. To, we yeah. strive and we have we push. to claw yeah. our way yeah. through. Through to yeah to yeah. do these podcasts. And then maybe one day you might reward us uh, by um, speaking to us. <laughs> yeah. We have a social media or, channel or, or, and, or giving and, us know, five stars or giving us or just or, you know, or forced or you know yeah interacting with us in some way. But yes, yeah. no, it, it is a constant struggle and it's a good thing. Because struggle is a good thing. <laughs> Shouldn't make it easy for us listeners. Yeah. No. No. <laughs> and on that note, it's goodbye from me, Derek Mantle, and it's goodbye from From me, Graham Sibley. Uh, yes, it's goodbye from me, Terry. Yeah. Goodbye. 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 <laughs> goodbye. <laughs>